and check to Blog Talk Radio. Give it a try. 
you know, uh, because it was on a Thursday going head-to-head with an NFL game. But um, so we got this, you know, they agreed to terms. We now have a date. Oh, by the way, it's not happening. You know, and it sounds like there was a contract sent, but then one side, it's, it's a lot of he said, she said stuff right now. I don't like to get too involved in choosing sides at all, you know. Um, but I do like to kind of go through stuff, put it all on the wall and see what sticks, what looks like bullshit, what doesn't. But like I said, when it's so public like this now, I don't know. I should have known though, as a boxing fan, I shouldn't have got my hopes up at all on this one. It just seemed so quick and so good, you know, and it rarely ever happens like that. So, um, now, like I said, on the side of Frank Martin, I mean, if he doesn't fight Gervonta next, it's going to look bad regardless of what happens. Even if you didn't ask for 50-50, Shakur says you did, you said you don't. Even if you don't, it's going to look bad. It's going to look bad. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, the PR, the, P- the ESPN boxing, top-ranked boxing, uh, PR is in full effect now. Um, it's just, it's just funny. It's just funny. Um, speaking of Twitter, Terrence Crawford is going on a rage, uh, with Danny Garcia and Keith Thurman. Um, you know, Danny actually recently said, Hey, maybe I would fight him. Now he's like, nah, dude, you know, I wanted to fight you. You didn't want to fight me. We're not fighting. Um, and, and I can understand that. That happens a lot. We saw it. We've seen that a lot, actually, over the years. Um, when someone wants to fight someone, or at least they, they feel like, hey, I'd take that fight or whatever. Um, but it does get misled a little bit, too. I mean, speaking of he said, she said, the Thurman stuff, Crawford and Thurman and the offers going back and forth, that was that wasn't real, a real negotiation there. And to be honest with you, Danny Garcia, uh, like I said, I could see Crawford's side as saying, you know, now that I'm here, tables turn, I'm not giving you guys the fight. It didn't seem like you were looking to fight me. You were looking to fight Spence, you know. Um, but that whole Danny Garcia offer, you know, that came from uh, top rank on the phone, not to Al, but on the phone to his dad, um, that was always kind of bullshit anyway. But I can understand Crawford's, uh, you know, uh, thought process. Because, like I said, we saw that, when, you know, when Spence wanted Thurman. Thurman's like, well, get your get your weight up, you know. And um, and people were, you know, Crawford, or, or uh, well, they were saying that about Crawford too. Thurman and, and Garcia and, and, and even Spence, really, were saying get your weight up. But to act like those fights could have happened, it was just a matter of, Thurman or or Garcia signing the paperwork and it would have been done. That's where it's like, dude, come on. You know what I mean? That's where that whole PR top rank shit starts. Or or just the fanboy stuff. Like, hey, if you like Crawford, more cool. If you like Spence, more cool. If you favor a certain fighter, cool. Cool, no problem. But it's just this. Now all of a sudden it goes back to, well, you know, I remember when you wouldn't fight me. Well, there is some information in there, some context, you know, it all goes, but 
like I said, I understand Crawford. Not, I'm not saying he should give Thurman and Garcia a fight over some other guys. I'm not saying that, but it just the the over the top narrative now. You know, it gets a little lost. Like I said, I totally get what Crawford. You know why Crawford doesn't want to fight Danny Garcia now, or, or doesn't want to fight Boots. He's looking for the big big fights. And I know people get frustrated. Oh, you're not going to fight Boots. You won't fight Danny. You won't fight Thurman. But you'll fight Gervonta. He's going to come up and wait, and then you'll fight him, or you'll go up, what, three weight classes, 54, 60, all the way to 68, and fight Canelo. Well, those are the two biggest money fights beyond the Spence rematch, and we know that that's not going to be as big of money. So now he will have the 60-40, so it's still going to be better for him. But um, that's the way the business goes. We saw this a lot with Triple G on the way up. People were – you know, dogging Canelo and dogging a, a faded, clearly faded Miguel Cotto, not the same guy, was never a true middleweight, regardless of whatever belts uh, were had. But as soon as Triple G got the Canelo fights and all that, and he went into money-making mode, then it was okay. Then it was fine. So you'll tear down a, a damn good fighter in Miguel Cotto. You'll tear him down to the, to the core for not fighting a young or, a, you know, an up-and-comer uh, at that weight class. But then when Triple G didn't do it, oh, now it's a problem. So the double standards I have an issue with. I get why Crawford only wants to fight Gervonta as far as anyone around uh, this, you know, 147 or whatever like that. Because it's a big money fight. It would sell a lot, and so would the Canelo fight. Now, he also talked about Charlo, so that, that would – be in front of all those three. And, and I don't mind that. Like I said, I really don't mind that. He's at a stage of his career now um, where he's, pro- you know, he's, he had already proven it, just not against uh, people that or fighters that people think are elite. He hadn't done that. And he hadn't fought a big, big name yet. So the combination of that, he's in a different stratosphere now. And that's how it goes. But you got to, stay consistent when it comes to this stuff because remember Crawford can Twitter beef all he wants with people and I'm going to read his tweets some of the shit was funny I get the turn you know tables of turn 100% right however and there was plenty of Spence fans saying this that you know making excuses up or what they would call excuses for Crawford now they were legit reasons in my mind in my mind that was excuses excuses now now it's flipping so the whole fanboy thing gets a little over the top but with Crawford though you know that whole oh they were all ducking me well Manny Pacquiao found a way not to re-up with top rank okay that's just honest that's just factual it happened and you could have waited a little longer to make sure this quote-unquote air quotes right now promise of getting a Pacquiao fight, you could have at least waited to make sure he was going to be under contract. So to act like Bud had nothing to do with this and act like, oh, that would have been an easy deal to do, Spence Crawford. That's just just bullshit, and it's such a fanboy thing. And my biggest pet peeve are folks on Twitter, especially the ones that call themselves media or, or are media, a press pass, right? Are they rip fanboys day in and day out, but then they behave like a fanboy day in and day out. 
that's the problem I have, and that's when I start speaking up against the media in some ways. Because it's like, dude, you can't sit there and hoot and holler all day fucking long about being a, you know, for about fanboys, and then be a fucking fanboy. It's just, it's ridiculous, dude. But you, you know, when stuff like this happens, shit gets exposed. It's out there. And when their favorite fighter, just like some of these Spence fanboys, you know, all of a sudden, where'd they go, you know, or they got a million excuses. Well, you knew going in, he might have some weight issues. He might not be healthy at the weight. You already knew that. You already knew he was going to be out of the ring for a long time. So you can't then turn around and say, well, this is why. Well, why'd you think he was going to win then? You know, it, it just, it just shit gets old. Anyway. Speaking of contradictions, first of all, did I say this yet? R.I.P. Mike Stanford? That's rough, man. That's way too early, too. Um, speaking of double standards, right, Eddie Hearn, we're going to talk about this a little later in the show. The double standards when it comes to Wilder and Joshua, that fight, when you look at how long after the first fight with uh, Usyk and Joshua, how long it took to get that Saudi money for the rematch. And he kept telling us, hey, things take time. This takes time. We've known now for quite some time that it takes time with Saudi, right? With the Saudis, it takes time. The money's real. It's there, but it's on their time. So he was perfectly okay waiting all this fucking time for that. But now all of a sudden they got to remain active, even though the fighter they're going to face hasn't fought in almost a year. They fought twice in that time. Now, that's not their problem, right? I'm not saying that. That's Wilder's own thing. He tried to make a fight Ruiz. It didn't work, yada, yada, yada. He may now fight. They're saying the fight's going to get pushed back. It just, to need to know all this stuff within like a month after you fought, when it took you almost a damn near a year to fight again for Uz, it just, it rings bullshit, okay? It just does. And we'll go over the stuff, because he has some quotes and all that, but just remember, now all of a sudden he's got, now he's impatient with the Saudis. And I understand that there's, sounds like there's the skill challenge, the this, the that, it looks like there's some sort of potential different leadership I, I don't fucking know something's going on over there um as far as rearranging who's in charge you know, i don't know i have no clue maybe the saudi you know saudi money's going away maybe they only want one fight now with somebody and they don't want to do that crazy double header that they talked about and i mean crazy good that'd be phenomenal but it's just the double standards when it comes to this it's just funny and like I said last week, I, I said this a little bit because it's been lingering a little bit now. Uh, or not not the fight being made lingering per se, because I kind of anticipated that. But the impatience he has now comparatively. It's just a little scratch your head. Like I said, if it does in fact go to April or May or June or something like that, then sure, I understand taking a fight. Wilder would definitely take a fight, I assume, if it went that long. But even when they were talking January, February, it's still, I don't know, man. It's it's very contradicting. Let's put it that way. So anyway, um, 
like I said, we are going to talk a little bit about inside the ring. Uh, Luis Alberto Lopez and um, William Zapata. This is an important weekend for them, even though they don't have, you know, Joe Gonzalez, Marcito Hesta, not the biggest challenge, right? They both have something going on there as fighters. Um, I'm not trying to rip those guys, but Zapata's looking for his big, big fight, right? And maybe that's next, maybe that's in a year from now. Um, we don't know. But these are fights that they just have to get through. They, they have, they can't slip up this weekend. Um, and I don't, I don't believe they will, but it is one of those things that we see in boxing. You know, if you're not 100% focused, and I'm not claiming that they are not, I'm sure Luis Alberto Lopez is ready to just leap, throw his leaping shots uh, that are very, like, kind, you know, and thrown – Sure, he gets a little wide with them, but man, sometimes they are just perfectly. He's just got a crazy style, and I love it. I love watching him fight. Um, anyway, we'll we'll talk all about this stuff. Um, like I said, I don't want to go too deep in the the weeds with the you know Stevenson Martin stuff uh, because I'm fair. You know, I, I I listen to one side, I listen to the other side. Sometimes I wait and see. You know, but like I said. On the surface, it doesn't look great for Frank Martin on the surface. No matter what really happened, you know, it's it's what people think, <laughs> you know. Now, another thing is boxing Twitter is just that, boxing Twitter. It's not as crazy. It's influential and all that stuff, but it's not as – it's not the real world per se. You know what I mean? I think sometimes we get so locked into stuff as hardcores or as, you know, longtime followers of the sport or just people that are into the sport no matter what level. You know, when I say hardcore, I'm a hardcore, but I'm not the most hardcore of the hardcore. That's for sure. I know people that watch, you know, 26 fights a, a weekend. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't watch every if there's a seven-hour stream or a four-hour stream or whatever, I'm not going to watch the whole seven hours. I'm just not. Now, if there's some stuff in there in the beginning where it was just a four-rounder and something happens, okay, well, then I'll, I'll go check it out. But um, anyway, before we get into this stuff, if this is your first time listening to the Rope and Dope Radio podcast, welcome. It streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash rope dope radio however you don't have to go to blog talk and rope rope dope and download the show there it's cool if you do uh you can find the rope dope radio podcast on archive um at apple podcast iHeartRadio, radio the podcast app download that player fm google podcast pod bay pod tail deezer and a variety of other platforms out there while you're at it why don't you head on over to the grueling truth.com Eastside Boxing and Phil Boxing. One more thing. Sign up for DirecTV Stream and save $30. Plus add DirecTV Sports back and get the NFL Network, NFL Red Zone, SEC Network, Big Ten Network. Stream with no strings. Live sports news and on-demand. No annual contracts. No hidden fees. No satellite dish. No cable. For a limited time only, save $30 on DirecTV Stream. Choose the DirecTV Stream. Jesus, choose the DirecTV stream package 
That's right for you, starting at seventy-four ninety-nine. Okay. So, um, someone just sent me. Did I see the Debella Entertainment clip of Carlos Gongora? Yes, I did. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, I think it was a right hand to the body, if I'm not mistaken. Some folks were saying that it's uh, is a low blow. It was on the on the belt line. It was over. Uh, I thought it was okay. It was, you know, some. I thought it was okay. I thought it was. It wasn't that low. Uh, this was in Colombia, right? Or Colombia? Colombia? Did I just fucking say Colombia? Um. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. I did see that. I think it was a right hand. He got the dub. It was like what was the second round or something like that. Um. What else did we have? This is Jake Donovan talking about uh, Kenia. Enriquez, uh, she won an interim WBC flyweight um, title, lopsided win over Zamora. Um, she's now the mandatory for Marlon Esparza. Floyd Mason, who was 13-0. This is the – this is cruiserweight, right? This is a – I believe this is a, a sizable upset. Of, I think this is an upset with uh, – in Gabu, he beat Floyd Mason, I believe. It was a, it was, I think it was sixth or seventh round. Let me see. I wrote it down. Yes, yeah, sixth round, sixth round TKO upset. That was, I did check that out. Um, this is Aussie Boxing Scribe, former flyweight world title challenger. Andres Campus returns with a knockout win over Ben Ligas, courtesy of Body Shot. I did see that Body Shot. Um, it was in the eighth round, um, but Ligas, didn't he go down like, what's it in? It was, it was the round before that in the, it was the seventh and eighth, wasn't it? I believe so. Um, I also saw, let's see, um, oh, Christian and Billy, or Billy and Billy, he tore up. It was only like four rounds. Let me check that. Was it three or four? It was the fourth round, um. Nicholson, I mean, he took him out. He dropped him like a bunch, you know, like three or four times. Uh, Steve Claggett uh, with a really, really, you know, easy win over uh, Sanchez. He knocked him down, I think, three times as well. Pretty much dominated. This was uh, from Quebec. Um, That was on ESPN Plus, correct, I believe? Um, and then we had, so I heard that there, so this is something I wasn't familiar with. Someone sent me this, where is it? Um, Silyagin and Spendenko ends in a split draw. Um, I didn't see this fight. If anyone, I tried to, uh, look it up. Um, you know, I tried to, tried to bebo bop it (laughs) like an old man would say. Um, I did try to find it, and I couldn't find it. I, I saw a little highlight, but that, that got taken down by the ch- time I checked it out again. Um, and I don't, I don't believe it was because yeah, it went the whole distance. So I don't believe it was a, it was a long highlight thing. But yeah, I didn't see it. I, I know is it, I believe it. It says split draw, so you know, um, I'm looking at it on boxing scene. It said a minor upset, the number six. Um, 
transnational boxing rating. That it was number six. Um, uh, that's that Silganian. Um, he was undefeated. Now he's got a draw, obviously. Um, so yeah, I, like I said, that Spendenko. I didn't actually see it, and, and it said it in another. Another. This is the article I got for boxing scene. Another blatant sample of very bad announcing habits, organizational wrongdoing. No official scorecards were declared in the ring after the final bell, which should have been a must after the fight that tight. Boxing also saw it 95-90. They added a draw. So that's the fight I didn't get to see, okay? But I also heard that the um, – or so I heard about that fight, read a little bit about it, but the um, – that Alvarado um, – it's like a oh, he's a prospect. He's like a one moss prospect. It's a it's a featherweight. Gidan Minasov Minasov or something. Um, actually, someone just sent me a boxing scene. Here we go. In the main event, organized by RCC Boxing Promotions at the Tractor Ice Palace in Russia, um, and I did see like you know, a chunk of this one. It was a good-ass fight. It was two-way. Um, but it says, sadly, no scores were announced again during the broadcast, leaving those watching the card around the globe wondering if the bout was scored correctly or not. So, and I thought that was the same. That's weird. So there's two of them this weekend? Am I missing that? Because I did, this was on this was on Friday, correct? I did see a, you know, most of this fight. Um, like, it started out really like a, a back and forth fight, um, and I thought the better, I thought just the the cleaner punches were uh, Minnesota, Minnesota, Minnesota. I think it is. Um, but Alvarado, you know, obviously he's coming for it. He was coming for it, and he kept bringing. It you know he's coming forward and all that bringing pressure and whatnot, um, and he you know it, he just kept up in the tempo, up in the pace, and so I thought it was a really I thought it was really close, you know. Um, I too had it about a draw, could have went either way, maybe you know because it was ten rounds, right? I think it was ten rounds. Um, let me look. Yeah, I had it a draw as well. So did according to this. Uh, this um, boxing scene, they had it 95-95 as well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's crazy. that there, So there was two of them that didn't get announced? Because I remember it just cutting off briefly the, the from what I saw. And I saw the re, like a replay. I didn't see it live. So, um, yeah, that, that's, that's weird. That's really weird. Um, so yeah, I mean, honestly, like Abdulov, I think he's a Zaur Abdulov. He he, you know, he won real easy. Um, but honestly, like there just wasn't. I I didn't get this beyond that fight. A lot of one-sided stuff this weekend, from, from what I saw. You know what I mean? Um, and I didn't see everything, but from what I saw, um, there was also that. Uh, um, Gaumont uh, taking on Tovar 
that was um I think they were I can't remember their records. I think they were like it was a prospect. It was like they both were under ten fights. This was on ESPN plus. Um this is part of that, you know, uh Christian fight, uh in Billy or whatever his damn name is, I can't remember. But um you know, that was uh that like I said, this stuff was pretty one sided. Let's put it that way. There wasn't really a whole lot. And like I said, if you can show me, if someone can send me, please send me it. You know what I mean? Please send me that. I, that would be great. That would be ideal. You know, if you could send me that. I, I didn't get it. I did not get that video. I did not. I wasn't able to see it. So I definitely, I definitely want to check it out, man. Because you know, anytime there's a you know, a, a, a you know a slow fight weekend, and we got some good prospect stuff. Uh, um, I, I definitely want to check it out, you know. But um, yeah, I, I, hey man, they say it was a draw. I want to check it out. I want to check it out. So it was a split draw. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, there's just not a lot of stuff, really, to be honest with you. Really caught my eye. So, okay. So, yeah. From what I understand, okay. Yeah, send it, send it to me, please. That would be ideal. I would, like I said, I would, I would love it. I would love it. I, I definitely would like that. Now. I want to stay in the ring. Um, I think that that's that's what we're going to do. We're going to stay in the ring, and we're going to talk it through a little bit. Um, so, what do we got here? Let me double check here. I, for some reason, I didn't know all three of them were Friday, were Friday night, dude. That's crazy. I mean, it's not crazy. We, we've definitely seen it, but I just for some reason I just didn't. Yeah, for some reason, I just didn't know that that was all that. Huh. All right, so let's see here. Sorry about this. All right, so there's really, I mean, what the hell? Yeah, see, someone sent me it, but it's that same highlight that there's – it's gone now. It's it's off the – when you go to look it up, it, it's just off. There's not there's nothing there. So, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Anyway, um, so Friday night, like I said, we have three cards. It is what it is. We'll see, you know, which one. Obviously, the, the biggest one is the – you know, Lopez and Gonzalez. You do have, on the zone, you have the Fierro and Zamaripa. Zamaripa, I think it is. Pedro Fierro. You know, he's, um, he's the, you know, he's in the main event. It's a, it's a I think it's a, a lightweight fight. Uh, Erica Cruz and Melissa Odessa Parker is on the card. Um, you know, like I said, when you look at even the betting odds, you know, it's, it's, there's just, 
there's not too many tight fights this weekend, if we're being honest. Um, one of these undercard fights, Omar Aguilera and uh, Julio Luna, that's a fairly competitive fight on paper. Um, Erica Cruz, she's like, a, I think, somewhere around like a plus 400, plus 430 or something like that favorite. Uh, Fierro, big, you know, large favorite, almost five to one. So, yeah, it's it's one of those things that it's just not, I don't know, it's just not that close a fight, you know, on paper. There's really not that many close fights this weekend, if we're being honest, you know what I mean? Um, now, sometimes these, you know, these type of fights and all that have a way of really, you know, popping up out of nowhere. So that's obviously would be ideal. <laughs> right? That would be ideal. That would be really fun to go off. So, um, Sky Nicholson um, is on that card. Uh, Kevin Barron is on the card. Um, Pacheco Jr., Federico, Danita Martinez. Oh, she's TBA. So, you know, there's not much to break down on that one, if, if we're being honest. You know what I mean? And I like to be honest. I do like to be honest. Now, we'll talk about, um, you know, the main two cards, you know, as far as the detail in there. Luis Alberto Lopez, this is Friday night on, on you know, on ESPN, uh, going against, you know, Joet Gonzalez. Um, you know, Joet's a good fighter. Um, pretty much every time he stepped up, you know, he's gotten beat. He's got a nice win a while back now um, over uh, Rodrigo Guerrero. Um, I thought he looked – well, I thought, uh, Rafael R- Rivera, I think it is. That was, a, that was a split decision, was it? Let me check. But the not – yeah, it was a split decision. Um, so Shakur Stevenson, you know, he didn't win really much of anything on that one, you know. Did he win a round? Um, maybe one, you know. Um, and then, and credit to him, he took on Shakur Stevenson. Then, uh, you know, uh, by that time, more of a faded vet, but a vet no, no matter what, Mariaga, right? And then he took on Navarrete. And, and to go right back into that, and, and I thought I thought he did okay in that fight, actually, for, for, for some of it. He definitely obviously didn't. You know, it's a different fight than even Stevenson. Um, that Sant, what is it, the uh, Santa Smia? That that was a good performance, I thought. Um, but then he, you know, he fought Isak Dogbo. That was a close fight. That is one of those fights where Dogbo was in close fights. Could you have given that fight? You know, maybe, maybe, maybe you could have got, you know, given him that fight. Um, but yeah, that was where it was like Adam Lopez, Joette, and what was the oh Christopher Diaz? I think that's what it was, and it was all like split decision. Is it two split decisions or is split decisions and two majority decisions? I don't know. They were tight fights though. He he's a he's a good fighter. You know what I mean? He can box. He can jab pretty well. He moves pretty well. Um, and so I wouldn't doubt if he has some success early in this fight with like. You know, a lot of boxers do, to be honest with you. 
Um, but overall, I definitely, you know, side with Luis Alberto Lopez, who, like I said, it's just, he looks like he's, when he throws a punch sometimes, it's like, whoa, dude, what are you doing? You know, like, you are just winging this shot, right? But then other times, or a lot of times, it's actually timed perfectly. You know what I mean? And so, I don't know, man. I, I, I think that um, there's, a, there's like a method to his madness, you know? And I think that can get lost. I've, I've always said, man, this dude's going to get, you know, he's going to get beat. It's not that he, you know, I mean, he has gotten beat, you know? And it's no big deal if he does get beat. But there's just times where you're like, hmm, you know what I mean? Like, wow, I, I, I don't know, man. It, it, it just seems like, it, like coming up, you know, turning prospect, you know, in all, in all that, I, honestly, I just, I, I didn't think the guy had that big of a ceiling. I'll just be honest. Um, I just didn't, I, I don't know. You know, I just didn't, didn't believe it. And because like I said, he's just so, he gets so damn wide. He just gets so wide with his punches. But like I said, in, in leaps with it, I mean, those, some of his steel shots, are like the coolest shit to, to 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 watch because you're like, dude, that's technically not sound, but you got the job done. And it's been a while. He did lose. You're all right. Someone messaged me like he lost. It was a competitive fight. Um, he did have a cut. One of his eyes did get cut in that fight. I do remember that. But that was um, it was from a punch, correct? I be- I don't think that was the. Uh, I don't think that was pretty sure that was a, yeah, pretty sure that wasn't a headbutt. But he took, like, you know, if you look at it, it's, I don't know, maybe in this, like, maybe, like, in the teens uh, um, fight. I should just look it up on box records. I don't know. My point is he took on Montoya, you know, as a prospect still, and then Ruben Villa. And those, those are tough fights. Those are good ass fights, you know, and it was it was uh, from a punch. Ruben Villa. Ruben Villa is a damn good fighter. I mean that Navarrete fight, he really fought his way back into that. Um, so 2018, he lost to Abraham Montoya in a split decision. By the way, uh, you know, got on his good foot. Really didn't fight too many folks, and then he fought Ruben Villa. He got beat. I thought it was a competitive fight. And then, you know, kind of sidestepped him, beat an un, unbeaten guy, then beat Ven, uh, Andy ben, Benson. What is it, Benes? Um, the Gabriel Flores Jr., obviously that's the one that was like, oh, snap. You know, that, that was a big that was a big win for him. Followed up with a decent win with Issa Glow, um, Vargas. And then the last two, that's where it's more recognizable names, obviously, in the U.K., Josh Warrington competitive fight, and then Conlon, um, a competitive fight, too. Um, and, well, I shouldn't say that. That, that wasn't that competitive, actually. He, he was messing him up. Um, and he, he, he did his thing, man. He did his thing. And that was not that long ago. That was only in May, correct? So, yeah, he'll have, 
he'll have fought he fought December, fought in May, now he's fighting in September. So it is one of those things where it's like, you know, you're off two big name fights, you know, for those weight divisions. Stay busy and see what's next. You know what I mean? Because there's definitely some talent at that division, plenty of it. So maybe he can score a big fight. I do think he'll win. Um, will he knock him out? I really think that's kind of like the only item here beyond some early success with the jab and the movement and all that that Gonzalez can bring to the table. Um, and, you know, I mean, part of the leaping and all that is, you know, he's not a big dude, you know. He's not a big dude at all. And Joette for this weight class, he's not that super tall. Nobody's really tall at featherweight. Well, don't tell that today, but – He's like 5'6 or 5'7. My point is, it's not necessarily the height, it's the reach. And, you know, Lopez, it's like, someone just told me. he. Okay, but it's the, someone's talking about the height. Did I not get the height exactly right? Okay, so Joette Gonzalez, I'll just go off box rec. That doesn't always 100%. So it's 5'6. So you're right, 5'6. Against 5-4, that's not. But look at the reach, though. 66 and a half compared to, I believe it's 70. 70 is long-ass arms for featherweight. So that's where the, you know, the pivoting, the circling, the jabbing. Um, you got to stay in your P's and Q's when you're going to fight him because, you know, he'll just loop some shit and you're like, ooh, but it was an accurate pinpoint looping shot. That's what he makes him dangerous. But I, so yeah, I think it really comes down to can he knock him out or not? I think he'll hurt him. Uh, you know, I don't know if he's going to drop him on all that. But to, you know, Navarrete's a you know a, a decent puncher. That's for sure. Not a huge puncher, but a decent puncher. Uh, Stevenson can pop. He's not you know dog bow. I don't know. I mean. I think it's the surprise element and, like I said, the awkwardness in the shot that that lands, that that's what gets you. You know what I'm saying? Um, Xander Zayez returns on the card he's taking on. It's really just, just moving him along. Roberto Valenzuela, you know, um, it's – there's not a whole lot in there. That guy is kind of – he does fight like a fair amount of prospects. The guy he's fighting, I know that. Uh, Jermaine Ortiz, he's fighting Antonio Moran. So, once again, not really, uh, you know, a good fight for him. Just kind of – just kind of – he's been out of the ring for damn near a year. Um, and so, it's just kind of getting him back is what what appears to me because – you know, that the opponent's not that all that great. Ruben Villa, you know, um, is on the card. And maybe that's, you know, maybe that's maybe that's where they're going to go at some point. Uh, or, or not there, but Ruben Villa may get a big fight after this. Um, I could see that. Um, but but I, I don't I don't see him having it. Oops, I don't see see him having any problems with this. To be honest with you, I really don't see him having any problems with this guy. I think he'll, uh, 
they could just outclass them, to be honest with you. Um, I, you know, like I said, I could be wrong, but I don't think I will be. Uh, but yeah, maybe, like I said, maybe that's something that they're going to work to. I already mentioned that the uh, Omar Aguilera taking on the Luna dude. Um, Bart, one of the Vargas sons are on there. Delante Johnson. The, I, the main event I don't have a problem with. The, the rest of the card, you know, it is what it is. It, it's not going to sit here and, you know, bullshit you. You know, it's not some kind of great card or something like that. But, um, you know, stylistically, uh, I do think that, um, you know, I do think that they're – I think it, they got a chance to be good TV fights. That old saying, TV fight. And that comes down to matchmaking and whatnot. Um, so, you know, maybe, just maybe, we can get someone to outperform. Um, like I said, Joet Gonzalez, man, if he can stay away from stay away from Alberto Lopez as long as he can, um, you know, I don't know. I mean, you never know. Like I said, I I'm not surprised one bit if he, um, you know, if 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 he's doing well behind that jab. And like I said, the guy. The guy's a talented fighter. He's a good fighter, solid fighter. Just, I don't know. Maybe this style is going to really help him. You know, maybe this style, maybe he'll have the jab and he'll be able to land some clean punches. You definitely got to land some sharp stuff and make him pay and make him tentative. It's hard to make Luis Alberto Lopez tentative. I'm going to say unanimous decision. I'm not quite sure if I would go with the knockout. I, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't think. What is the over/under on that? Can someone help me on that? Because um, that's that's kind. Of, you know, I, I don't know. There is something that is kind of like I'm wondering. Hmm. You know, maybe, just maybe, he'll. Uh, what the hell is going on? Okay, sorry. So the over-under, I'm going to check it out right now. The over-under for that fight. Where is it? The over-under. Sorry about this. This is not a good podcast. Oh, it it doesn't have an over-under right now. Oh, wait. For some reason, it's not showing the over-under. Anyway, I, I do think he'll make the distance. I, I think he'll get the distance. So that's what I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna go with. That's what I'm going with. Uh, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Okay. Um, now, on the flip side, um, and this is this is Saturday, and obviously, you know, uh, Mexican Independence Weekend. You know, uh, who's ever out there celebrating it? You know. Happy, happy Mexican Independence Weekend. Um, it does kind of suck that um, they uh, <laughs> they couldn't make the. You know, I know that I know that there there was going to be the Canelo Charlo fight, but it it turned out that UFC was going to do a card or whatever. So uh, unfortunately, you know, it is what it is. 
But I have heard people down on this fight. Um, I'm talking about the the main event for uh, Golden Boy on the zone, William Zapata, Zapata. Honestly, like, taking on Mercito Hesta. We know Mercito's been fighting, you know, uh, for a long-ass fucking time. I mean, a long time. He, he is, he's definitely a guy that we had him on years and years ago when this podcast was more driven to uh, interview format. So we had him on a, a couple times, Mercito. Um, you know, he had, got, he, had, he had had some decent wins until he ran into Miguel Vasquez and Carlos Molina um, and Linares. And uh, he took, a, you know, he had a draw somewhat recently against Carlos Morales. Um, the reason why he, and I understand, guys, I understand it's not a great matchup per se, but the reason why he's in this fight is because his last fight, which was like, what was it, like April or March or something like that? I think it was March. The Jojo Diaz, the Joseph Diaz Jr. That's why he got this fight. When you're a vet and you pull an upset, you're probably going to get uh, a top-notch, high-level fight with the, either a prospect or a contender. And right now, um, William Zapata is a contender. 28-0. It's like 24 knockouts. He's been on a, you know, a nice run lately. Um, I think it's, it was probably that this is a little over two years ago. Hector, I think it was, was it the, what, what fight really broke him out? I think it was the Tanahara fight, right? The Hector Tanahara fight. Yeah, here it is. That one kind of put him on the map. You know, took on some okay fighters after that. We just talked about Alvarado. Um, you know, there, I don't know, that, that Alvarado fight, um, it was a competitive fight, and he take on, you know, then then he beat Jojo Diaz, and I thought he I thought he did it real easily too. You could say whatever you want about you know um, how that fight played out or whatever, and Jojo Diaz and was he in it and all that. It is what it is. That's on him if he wasn't ready to fight or whatever, or wasn't in the best shape or whatever. But and he's coming off, uh, and I'm looking at it now. So that was. That was last October, and then he fight and he fought uh, Arbadello, I think Arbaleta, Arbaleta, and uh, he, I mean he, he terrorized him. I mean, he, and this was in April. He dropped, yeah, it's, uh, three times in the second round. So he's coming off a really like back to back good performances. Whereas you could you could say that that you know the Rene Alvarado. Didn't look as good. He's got a style where you're not always going to look great, or you're going to just look vicious. You know that's kind of Zapata's style. So, all in all, it's a pretty good fight. Like I, I think once again it'll be that that TV fight thing, you know. And Zapata and Lopez, but especially Zapata, he's got to stay on this now. He's got to really push it down. And if he can get the stoppage, which, you know, 
I mentioned a variety of fighters in there. Most of them were more like skill guys that, that beat him, um, like Vasquez and uh, Linares and whatnot. Um, but, oh, shit, I forgot that he had lost to Rodriguez. Uh, okay, that was in 2019. Okay. Yeah, actually, I do remember that. So that was the only time he had been stopped. Uh, and, you know, it was a knockout. Uh, he even says you're in a box wreck. I do remember this fight now. Um, that's right. It was in Cali. Um, so Rodriguez cut right eye round three, left eye round four. And Hesta, I do remember being cut above both, all from accidental headbutt. So it was a rough fight. And, uh, yeah, he just, he just was, yeah, he just got stopped on his feet and stuff. But like I said, these bounce back. You know, I just, I don't know. Like, I understand why people don't love this fight, but I think it's going to be fun, and and I do think Zapata will knock him out. I actually do think he'll knock him out. I think that he's going to, he's kind of due for one against somebody we know. Um, Well, no, I mean, we kind of know the the last guy he did. What am I saying? But he he had those back-to-back decisions. And like I said, he looked really good in the Diaz fight, though. So, I'm going to actually call for a knockout. And um, so, yeah, I'm going to call for a knockout. I'm going to call for a Lopez unanimous decision. And um, uh, Yocasta of Valle, she's fighting on the card. She's taking on uh, Maria um, Santiozo. Um, I'm looking at the card right now, and I only see, is this right? There's only four fights in the card. You know, Boxrec and Golden Boy, sometimes their shit is just a little funky, if we're being honest. And it's not, it, it like, kind of takes the, sometimes they just don't, it, they don't have their shit, they don't have their shit in there. You know, it's just like, it's not, let me check a different source here. I know there's more fights yeah, there we go. Victor Morales and uh, uh, Palomares. That's the featherweight fight. Um, we got Eric Priest and Simon Matson. Um, Dan- oh, Danielle or Daniel Garcia. Eric Benia. It's a four rounder. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's not like a heavy heavy uh, undercard by any stretch of the imagination, but, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe it'll, maybe there'll be some shit that pops off, right? Uh, and then the show box, you have uh, Rafael Pedroza. Uh, he's undefeated. I think he's like in his, in the teens, like 14-0, 15-0, something like that. He's taking on a one-loss uh, Ramon Cardenas, I believe it is. It's a 10-rounder. It's on Showbox. So, you know, with Showbox, they've been along, you know, around so long that I kind of just give them a try. They, they've just earned it. You know, they've earned it all these years that I just like, yeah, let me, let me try it out. Let me, let me see. You know what I mean? Let, let me check this out, see if it's any good. Um, and this is like a, you know, a good test fight. It, it is. Um, speaking of Rodrigo Guerrero. Uh, his opponent, um, Ramon Cardenas, Cardenas, 
he actually just beat him. I think I saw the highlight of that or something. Smoke Sky Bars. Yeah, I just saw the highlight. I definitely didn't see that card. Uh, but he hasn't really, to be honest with you, like, you know, he, he has a loss a long time ago. And it's a random loss. Dude's name is Danny Flor- Flores, 14-9. and nine. But, and I didn't see that fight, so maybe he got screwed. Maybe it should have. I, I don't know. It's a majority decision. Um, so, really, I think, the, I think the only – wait a second. Let me just double check here. Yeah, I don't think I uh, – I don't think I've seen any of this other guy because I know he fought some other guy he had a close fight with that fights a lot of uh, prospects, Contreras. There it is, Contreras. Angel, yep, he has split decision with eight rounds for Roman. So, yeah, I definitely favor Pedroso, but I think, you know, like I said, I'm always willing to give Showbox a chance because they, you know, over the years, they, they've, uh, they deserve that respect. So I'm not talking this fight up or something like, oh, dude, this could be crazy. You know what I mean? But we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, like I said, a lot of times, you know, with these weekends where you go, man, there's not much there. You know what I mean? And and you're kind of thinking, eh, you know, doesn't do much for me. And all of a sudden, shit pops off. And I'll have somebody sending me some fight I didn't even see. And I'll be like, holy shit, you know, this is awesome. Um, But, yeah. So, We'll see. We'll see what, what what happens there. We'll see what transpires. Oops. I totally hit the wrong button. So, yeah, I mean, that's about it. Um, well, that's the main event. There is another. There is uh, the co-main is uh, Rudy Garcia in Mercado Cuello. Um, and then Fred Rojas, I, I have, I think I've seen this, this Rojas fight. He's fighting Saul Bustos. That should be, that, that might be interesting. I've definitely seen that Rojas fight and I've seen the Quayu. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I'm always willing to give them a shot just because they, like I said, they, they deserved it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very, uh, you know, twelve and zero. It's just the normal type. Twelve and zero against the one loss. I think that Rudy Garcia dude has a draw, but he's thirteen and zero. So, um, you know, we'll see. I, like I said, that Rojas. I, I think he hasn't he knocked out everybody. I'm pretty sure he's knocked out everybody. I could be wrong about that. Um, I know this summer he fought. Didn't he fight? Uh, Fought on that undercard. I think the Frank Martin undercards. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. He fought Diego Santiago. Yep, okay. Diego Sanchez. Okay, so he had. Yeah, I mean, this is this is prospect stuff. We'll see if Rojas can, you know, keep it going and whatnot. But yeah, not a whole lot of, uh, not a whole lot to speak of. Let, let's put it that way. Um. So yeah, that that about wraps it up. Someone sent me this 
video of of Eddie Hearn. I don't know. I think I know what it is, but I don't. I have a video. I don't. I don't, I don't know if I want to play it because I don't know the specifics here. Um, we'll see real quick. Okay. So anyway, uh, that's about it for the weekend. Like I said, it's, it's better than last weekend on paper. And, uh, as far as action fighters, Luis Alberto Lopez and, and, uh, you know, they're pretty all action. If we're being honest now, actually let's, let's talk about the Wilder AJ double standard stuff. Um, you know, for from Eddie Hearn. This is actually Eddie Hearn here talking about the shit. Oops. Our focus is on Deontay Wilder. We have agreed our number with Saudi Arabia, but he's still got to get papered. He's got to get done properly, and there will be a time where you'll run out of time, and we'll just fight in December. But at the moment. We're fine. We've got a few weeks to try and make that happen. There is a lot of internal stuff going on in Saudi boxing and stuff like that. Um, but for us, that's the fight we want. And if it's not Wilder, and that's pushed to February or March, there is a chance AJ fights in December. Why is it that the Wilder fight you don't feel as confident now as opposed to, say, three or four months ago when you said he was basically set for December? Because of how long it's taking. You know, at that point, when you sit down with someone and they say, he's done and you believe in them, and you've done the deals with them in the future, I'm very confident the fight happens. The fact that he's taken an additional month, and part of that reason was they didn't want to have a conversation until AJ fought in August. Now that's happened. Obviously, once something takes longer, you start to doubt whether it's going to get done in January. Um, but we're in for our number. Wilder's in for his number. It's really over to them to see if they want to make that fight. So, so what he's saying, you know, on the surface does make sense. Like, when you look at it, and this is where Eddie Hearn's really good, because when you look at it logically, it's like, yeah, that is true, man. Like, you said this, you said that, and, you know, so it, it you know, on the, on the, you know, on the surface, it, it does seem legit, what he's saying. But, the last time he did a fight in Saudi, it took almost a year to get done. Now, I'm not saying, you know, it took almost a year for them to fight again. So, um, September 2021, September 25th, he fought Usyk, right? And, I, and you know, it was, it, it was in the UK. It wasn't there, but he didn't. So, that's September 25th, 2021. It took till August 20th, so that's damn near 11 months before that fight got made to fight the rematch, okay? So, and I remember him saying over and over again, it takes a while, it takes a while, this, that, the other, you got to be patient, blah, 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 blah. And I know there was three belts part of this too, and that, that's part of pole position and all that, the rematch, whatever, I, I get all that, right? But it took a while. And that's what he kept saying. It, it, we hope to get it done. It, it, it's going to take a while. We still are confident we're going to get it. And a lot of people were wondering, like, huh. Now, they didn't crazy pressure him 
uh, like other entities get it, but that's all. That's basically 11 months. And so when your fighter, Anthony Joshua, just fought about a month ago, and to now all of a sudden say, well, we got a few weeks. We got a few weeks, then we're moving on. And we're gonna make a we're gonna make a fight. Now, fight in December, and then it gets pushed back. Like to say, if it gets pushed, he mentioned February. If it gets pushed from January to February, so you're gonna fight in December, then turn around and fight in February. Like, now he may be just applying pressure to the for the Saudi money to come through. They said they agreed to terms, this, that, and the other, and now all of a sudden he said, like he said, the longer it takes. You know, the more worrisome, the more doubt you have, and that's that is true. But you didn't have that same doubt came to the Usyk fight eleven months later. Now, it does seem like there's some sort of changing of the guard, or I mean, a turmoil. I don't really know. I don't really know. I don't know who's what, what's where. Is the Saudi money still there? I have no clue. I have no clue. Okay, but. Your fighter fought in August, August 12th, okay? That's about a little over, well, shit, it's September 12th today. So it's about a month ago. And then he fought in April. So in that, the, the fighter you're going to fight, you know, potentially in this fight, hasn't fought since October. And if it is January, it would be well over a year. Now, there has been talks about while they're wanting a fight before that, which I understand. That's why they got fights too, but... To say if it goes to February, because he mentioned February and March, if it goes to February instead of January, we're going to fa- take a fight in December. To me, that's bullshit. And it's like, is it because, you know, Wilder's going to get a fight in in that time? I don't know. But you just got to fight in. To me, it's, it's just kind of backwards. It's just kind of like, well, dude, you sure were confident the whole time when you just said it takes a while. Well, it would wouldn't it take a little bit longer then? You know, wouldn't it wouldn't it take a little longer then if they're having some rearrangement going on over there? You know what I mean? So to me, it just you know, and, and I have said it from the start that I thought this fight would happen. Okay, I did because the Saudi money was there, and both sides were saying the right stuff, not too much. <laughs> right? Because, you know, sometimes you get a little uh, public stuff and then the shit goes away. But I don't know, man. It, it's 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 just a little – it's a little backwards, to be honest with you. It's a little like, well, dude, wait a second. You didn't have a problem waiting all that time. You waited almost a year for the rematch, and now all of a sudden it just – you know what I mean? I don't know. It, it just rings a little weird to me. You know, I don't think that – I just think it's a little strange. I think it's a little strange. So here's some other quotes, though. Eddie Hearn, he said this to Boxing Social. Eddie Hearn has insisted that they're trying to salvage. Now it's salvaging it, okay? They're trying to salvage Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder, both camps mentally committed to the fight. I was speaking to Shelley Finkel last night. We thought the fight was done, but it's not done. We'd like to save it. Eddie Hearn said this talks sport. Eddie Hearn has stated that Anthony Joshua and Wilder could still go ahead if the Saudi deal 
does not come to fruition, but maybe pushed back to March, April in Vegas or at Wembley, he said AJ might fight in December. Wilder is eyeing about in November. So they're saying, all right, well, there's no Saudi money. You know, clearly, I would say Vegas would win that one out. Uh, but maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe I'm wrong for that fight. I don't know. Um, but I don't know, man. It just it just comes across as like, what, dude? Like, you literally, you know, not long ago, we're saying it's done. It's a done deal. And, and this, that, and the other. Now, I wasn't saying, well, it's going to get done because he said it was done. But like I said, I had heard enough positivity on both sides that it was like, huh, this might actually get done, you know? So, and I've always said, and I'll stand by it, you know, that uh, if the fight doesn't come to fruition, that's on me. But this is literally what he said this summer to talk sport. Eddie Hearn has declared that Anthony Joshua versus Deontay Wilder is now locked in for December in Saudi if AJ beats Dillian White. You know, and the, so yeah, I mean, it's locked in, but it's not, then it is, then it's not, and, and, it, and it could be just that rearrangement stuff. You know, I'm not saying that there's no way around it, right? It could have been that. Sure, you know, but I don't know just seems a little it's it it rubs you the wrong way because you're like huh that's weird wait a second you know but anyway moving on stevenson martin not happening now um you know coppinger said you know the this comes blah 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 top rank this is coppinger now okay they they had a november 16th las vegas uh for the vacant wbc and top rank when they they you know they notified the WBC that they had um, reached a deal, and top rank sent the contract over to Martin's side. And the following day was told that he was no longer interested in the fight. Sources said. Now this is Coppinger. This is also the top rank machine. So the ESPN stuff. So you know I don't know. I don't know what to think, who's what, where. Um, he did come out and say, you know, um, he said, Frankie said if he's not getting 50, this is what Shakur Stevenson said. Frankie said if he's not getting 50, 50 with me, he ain't fighting. He said 50-50 or, or no fight. Now, that's what he said, right? And then he said he's the boogeyman. He's ducking everybody's ducking. Um, you know, just coming out saying a bunch of stuff, right? And Martin said, you know, he didn't duck shit. Uh, this internet stuff is worse. Uh, they're talking like they sent a contract or something. I'm confused. He said, I'll lace them up with any of them at 135, right? Um, and so he said, he said to my fans, I want this fight just like y'all. I never asked for a 50-50 split. This is Frank Martin. Now, Shakur said, quote tweeted him saying, you asked me in the DMs yesterday, which is a really, you asked me in the DMs yesterday, I explained to you all the numbers, and you still ask her half the money. Stop the cap. So, and like I said, this stuff's online. This stuff's Twitter fingers. I don't know 100 percent 
who to believe. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'll just be honest. You know? Because, like I said, we heard the, the agreed to terms, and all of a sudden it was gone. You know? Someone sent me, um, oh, the Carell Pennington. Did I not talk about that Raul uh, Carell or something? Carell? Um, yeah, that was a bad stoppage uh, with the Pennington. I did see that. That was like, that was, uh, I watched that. That was Golden Boy to Zone. That was like, I don't know, seventh or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I did see that. Thanks. I thought I mentioned that. My bad. Good call on that. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, man, I, I really don't know, dude. I, you know, I, I don't know what's what, where's how, what's up, what's down. I, do, I don't know who's who's telling the truth, who's not. I have no clue. And I'm not going to act like I know. You know what I mean? Because I just don't, I don't like doing that. Now, if Frank said it has to be 50-50 money, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's an offer, right? It's not, I mean, from what we were told, it wasn't on pay-per-view. So the whole 50-50, usually 50-50, you know, lends itself to pay-per-view splits. Pay-per-view, you know, a fight. When you talk about 50-50, you're on the 60-40 or whatever. Now, you know, we all know that ESPN top rank, ESPN gave top rank money for the year. Top rank put the offer out, assumingly. Um, Martin made it sound like they didn't send a contract. Sources say from Coppinger they did, but, you know, Coppinger can be Coppinger. You know what I mean? He'll just run with the fuck whatever sometimes. Um, so I don't know. Like I said, I'm not going to side with either guy, but I have to admit, though, that it just looks bad. Frank Martin. Unless he fights Gervonta Davis next, then it doesn't matter. Now, sources also said that it was uh, seven figures. So if if they it, it, let's say top rank, we're going to pay five or six million uh, for this fight, or three million, or or whatever they whatever they're going to pay. He, you know, obviously there, there's minimum. Shakur has a deal with top rank, and he's got a minimum. Um, it's going to be for a, a title. The title, Devin Haney, the, the title holder, he's champion in recess, as we know. So I, I don't know. I don't know if he thought, damn, there's that much money in the pot. Why don't I get a little bit more? I have no clue. I don't know if they sent him a contract or not, but I'm not going to just go off Coppinger, and I'm not just going to go off. Stevenson, and I'm not just going to go off Frank Martin either, you know. Um, I'd like to hear both their sides with a little bit more detail. We've heard a lot of deep, well, not a lot, but we've heard detail from Shakur Stevenson's side. We haven't heard it as much. Um, so we'll see. Uh, here's Jamal Herring talking about Mike uh, Stafford. Say goodbye to Mike Stafford, a great trainer and even greater man. His influence reached far beyond boxing, the boxing ring. Grateful for what he taught me. Fly high, Mike, and watch over us. We'll miss you dearly. Yeah, rest in peace, man. And then Adam from SN Boxing. Mike Stafford worked with Broner, Herring, Warren, Easter. That's four guys who became champs. 
uh, not all under his watch, but still, that spoke to his ability to develop and work with talent. He played a significant role in putting Cincinnati, Ohio boxing back on the map. Well said. Very well said. Um, so, yeah, that's all I got on that. I, I, I mean, it does look like a duck if you agreed to terms and you said the money was right and then they sent the contract and the money wasn't right. You know, it, that does. But did they send that? Were they really trying to make this fight? That I don't know because we'll we'll bring that up with the Crawford stuff because if you look at the side from top rank saying we offered Danny Garcia a fight, well, how did that, you know, if you look at the money compared to Amir Khan and that fight was going to be in New York City where Garcia is even a bigger draw than Amir Khan, that's for sure. He was going to get less money than Amir Khan and they did it over the phone. They didn't send the mess. They didn't send the contract to Al Heyman. So it, they just called his dad and said, hey, you interested? It's this amount. They didn't negotiate it. You didn't, nego- you didn't go back and forth and forth and back and all that. So to me, it just I don't know. I really don't know. And, and it's been a while now, you know, where you're like, well, I've seen that. That's cap. That's cap. That. I'm not saying Shakur is dunking him or anything like that. But, I mean, if he has the DMs, if it went down in the DM, right, then he should produce the DM. If you're good, and this is what I don't like about fucking boxing Twitter when it comes to negotiation. The biz, the real business gets done behind closed doors. And the thing is, if you're going to bring up DM, then fucking, and, and maybe he already did. Maybe as I'm speaking, Shakur already has. You know what I mean? Maybe he has already. I don't know. You know what I mean? Let, let's let's go see. Maybe I'm wrong. Let, let me go check. Maybe he did. Be careful what you ask for. See y'all in November. November FR now. Uh, so the other, the fighter got more, okay, Edwin, oh, this is Edwin, uh, De Los Santos. The fighter got more heart than the rest of them, and truly speaking, I believe he is better fighter than the bitch, blah, 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 who got cold feet and pulled out. But look, you press on me, I will answer the phone call. I don't duck no smoke. Let's go. Let's get to it. So he's he's moved on, um, and that's that. So uh, maybe we'll never know. You know, <laughs> I don't I don't. I really, I don't know. Like I said, I, I just, you know, I'm not elderly, but I'm not young, you know. And I got to admit, some of this shit just gets so old because it nothing comes from it. And I understand, you know, um, I understand some of this stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I understand you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to, you know what I mean? There's plenty of stuff you have to do nowadays to keep your name out there. And some of it's, not just, oh, some of it's real ugly, obviously, but some of it's just like, eh, whatever. Some of it's like just cringeworthy like a motherfucker, right? But it is what it is, you know what I mean? It is what it is. Um. I don't know, man. You know, like I said, some of this stuff, 
it is what it is, man. There's not much board. You know, him against William, you know, uh, De Los Santos, bringing that on. That's a good fight. That's an interesting fight. Once again, it's another at least top ten guy. I mean, unless you're going to knock him out of the top ten like you tried to do with Frank Martin. I don't know. Maybe maybe you will. Um, I don't know, man. I keep getting these damn messages. I have no clue, dude. But like I said, it now it doesn't appear to look good. You know, I'll say that. that that's obvious. You know what I mean? That's obvious. It doesn't, it doesn't appear to look like, like, did he actually agree to terms? Did they actually agree to terms, or was that bullshit? Did they did they verbally, or did they put a pen to paper, or in I don't know. Uh, this is Dan Raphael, right? Ryan Garcia, Pedro Campa, Campa is reportedly possible for November December. It's claimed Campa is the leading candidate, but others also in the running. Garcia and Oscar De La Hoya working together on the fight despite the fractured relationship. Chris Eubank Jr. disguised sports on Connor Ben. He lost all his privileges when he failed those. Oh, he lost all his privileges when he failed those drug tests. On the A side, it will happen. I can't tell you when. He still has the issues to smooth out, and I have options. That fight doesn't need to be rushed. Ben isn't going anywhere. That is a true point. That is a good point. Um, we have oh. Uh, Hold on. Scrappy Ramirez is going to be back. It looks like he's fighting um, a WBA eliminator. Be on the um, Ramirez or no? Yeah, the the, the Gilberto Zerto Ramirez and uh, Joe the Common Man Smith card. So that's good for you know good for him. Now this is Salvador Rodriguez, right? And he mentioned. You know, Japan generally has a New Year's Eve fight, whether it's New Year's Eve or day or, or both of them. It sounds like Kazuto Ioka and Juan Francisco Estrada are going to fight. If that gets made, bring it the F on. Um, so this is official. The IBF did strip. Gustavo Lamos of the IBF position. We talked about this before. Um, and this is just like the IBF. They, they have the number one slot now, uh, not rated. Cambosis is number two. Lomachenko, number three. Isak Cruz, number four. Maxi Hughes, five. William Zapata, six. And Edwin De Los Santos is seven. So Lomachenko said he needs more time. Will he all of a sudden feel good to fight now that he could fight Gambosis for um, for a mandatory spot? Maybe he won't. Oops. Maybe he won't, and it'll you know go to Max Hughes. Well, I don't think it's going to go that, but it wouldn't go that. Isak Cruz would be next. So will it be Gambosis and Isak Cruz, or is Isak Cruz simply just going to get the, the the fight? Now, someone sent this to me. So Devin, you know Devin turned down the 25% offer. I've already given my take on what his about, what, 25%? They were talking about $8 million, which is which is bullshit. And Ray Jackson, who's back on Twitter after that Spence loss finally, 
So 25% Devin was offering Shakur was about $8 million, right? That's not right. Uh, so that means Devin would have gotten $22 million or $21 million, $24 million. You guys really think Bob was going to put out that kind of money? I mean, that's the whole point about that. When you say $8 million was going to be 25%, um, that means $32 million. You, you really think they were going to put up $32 million for that fight? We already went over the math and what it would have to do on pay-per-view. I want to see Shakur and Haney fight. It has nothing to do with that. But if we're going to talk business, we might as well actually talk business with some facts in there or reality or context, whatever. But there's no fucking way they're going to have $32 million in that pot. There's no way in hell. Now, maybe in the, you know, in the coming years, you know, sure, you know, but um, no, that, that, that's where you completely lost me because it's not true. Plus, um, there was also somebody, someone else sent me the um, showing. So Haney, in fact, took 30% for his first fight against George Cambosha's, um, not 22. Y'all lied about further proving Haney's 25% offer was a low ball. Here's the deal. And then they, re- they have this reporting per sports grail. Cambosis earned a ten million. That's bullshit. He did. We already know factually that he, the Cambosis didn't make ten million. He made a good chunk of change. And actually, Ray Diggs. Not sure what's going on here, but we but we have a court filing that shows the reported purse and alleged split weren't accurate. Uh, people have to stop trying to argue about compensation in boxing. LOL, we don't know what these guys are really making unless they end up in litigation. And a lot of times that is 100% true. This is Jake Donovan talking about Alberto Bell, who um, Alberto Prince Bell is back in action October 7th um, in his hometown, Toledo. I'm competing to keep my spot at the top while Navarrete figures out what his next move is. Um, He's going to stay active. So tickets are on sale now. Uh, the rest of the full fight card, uh, it will be announced soon. Um, this is Jake Donovan. All credit due to Albert Bell and Vic Green went to every, in 2022, he went to every St. Chief body convention and request box off order to earn a title shot. Tried to get a box off and put himself in position. All four turned them away. They found their own path and remained active. This will be a sports fight. In 13 months, 13 months, he punched his way to the number one WBO contender. Yeah, that did work out really good for him. That's for sure. Um, what else we got? Oh, yeah, 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 Crawford. Crawford has been going off. He said, uh, my mind, that how, my mind, now the tables have turned. Uh, Danny Swift, Garcia, and Keith Thurman will ne- you, Keith Thurman, will never, and I mean never, get a shot at the top dog, and that's me. Y'all ho asses didn't want no smoke when I wanted to fight, remember? Uh, now you want to fight, keep going, uh, go keep fighting each other like before. <laughs> um, and, you know, I understand he went off, and, you know, there's a bunch of tweets here that I'm not going to read all of them, but he was going off saying this, that, and the third, and, and I get it. 
I get it. But the whole I wanted to fight you and you ducked me, Danny Garcia, like I said, go back and, and do a little research on that. They called Danny's dad, offered him less money than Amir Khan got, and never sent anything to Al. So that's not negotiating. When you just send out an offer like that, and it's going to be on pay-per-view, and you're trying to make a, a large-ass gate, which they would have done – they did a sizable gate with Khan, but they would have done a bigger date, gate with Danny Garcia. I'm not even saying 100% the fight would happen, but go back and do some research. You can't just call a dad. Danny's dad doesn't make all the decisions, and he's not the business guy out of this. It's Al Heyman. You send the offers legit, and then you go back, back and forth. And speaking of back and forth, the Keith Thurman, you know, Cropper said one thing, we, we and Bob said one thing, and then they said, oh, he wanted 10 mil. Thurman came back and said, I never fucking said 10 mil. I never even heard about the offer. I never saw the actual number and shit like that. But even if I did, you go back and forth. Now, if he did ask for 10 mil, obviously that'd be overpriced for sure. But in a negotiation with the fight you're really trying to make, that you're actually trying to make. Now, was this was this during COVID, or was it the year after? Was this in 2020 in the summer, or the year after? I can't remember. It's been so long. But that wasn't a real negotiation, because you go back and forth. You say, okay, we're not going to 10. You're fucking nuts. Here's this. You don't go to the media and negotiate in the media. So that's a bunch of he said, she said. I don't know what they offered him. I don't know what he was going to accept. I, I don't know that stuff, but I'm not going to just take one side of it and say, yeah, we're good. Speaking of, well, I'm not speaking of, but speaking of good stuff, <laughs> Breaking Barriers once again, this is the most valuable promotions. Amanda Serrano will face her mandatory WBO challenger, da- da- Daniela Romas, um, in a 12-round three-minute-per-round unified featherweight champ, October 27th, Orlando, on zone. And Orlando's a good place to go for her, that Puerto Rican backing. Twelve rounds, three-minute rounds. We're going to see how that plays out. you got to love it. This is Jake Donovan again. Uh, this is New York State Athletic Commission confirming to boxing scene. This was just like a handful of days ago, um, that in addition to an indefinite suspension, uh, Joe Cusimano faces a fine forfeit of purse plus additional punishment from the positive drug test running in June 24th for the Adam Kosnaki. Commission has begun the process to change the TKO eighth-round verdict to a no, which is obviously something that needs to get done. Jonathan Gonzalez will be... Uh, taking on Benavidez WBO title clash October 27th. Um, so this is in Nicaragua. And this is the, I think this is Jake Donovan boxing scene. After a 21-year hiatus, a world title fight featuring a Nicaraguan finally returns to the land of volcanoes and lakes. So he's taking on the Benavidez who, you know, he's 26-1. and one. Um you know, he's a challenger or whatever. It is what it is. But it is going to be on ESPN Plus. So, and then 
ESPN Plus, USA included Puerto Rico, and air on ESPN Knockout in all of Latin America. So yeah, that's cool for him. That's really cool for him. Uh, here's another interesting fight. Oshaki Foster and Rocky Hernandez, October 28th in Mexico on the zone. That's a good fight. That's a good fight. It's nice to see him get back in there. Uh, fight Hub TV. Oscar De La Hoya suggested Ryan Garcia and O'Hara Davis might be able to happen next for the vacant WBA super lightweight you know, world title as he believes uh, the WBO or WBA could make, because of the injury or quote-unquote injury, Roley Romero, could make him a champion recess. And maybe they would fight. I don't know. A lot of people, Tyson Fury's been saying all sorts of shit, dude. And this is one thing you got to remember. Tyson says everything under the sun, dude. You can't, at this point, you really can't listen to him and say, oh, yeah, this is what he's going to do. He's out there saying, you know, I want to fight John Jones next. Um, You know, he wants to do all this shit. He wants to do all this stuff. Um, he, 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 he ruled out the Usyk fight, completely ruled it out. Um, and Jake Donovan actually said, uh, yeah, IBF, go ahead and order Usyk Hergovic. Yeah, no shit. I might have a rematch. This is what he told Sky Boxing. I might have a rematch with him in the cage. I think I'd like to fight Jock Jones as well. So he may be, you know, busy with that. This is also what he said. Um, they asked him, you know, from your side, why didn't it happen, the Usyk fight? Tyson Fury said, because he got beat by Daniel Dubois anyway. So he's irrelevant now. He got knocked out with a body shot. But listen, I'm not here to talk about this gap-teeth, ugly little bastard. Honestly, I'm not interested. He's a useless little foreign prick. I've got no interest in him at all. Now, is he just talking, or is that what he means? You know what I mean? It's kind of like, I don't know. If, if if he doesn't fight Usyk because he thinks he just got knocked out, that's not a good enough excuse. You know what I mean? And if he fight, you know, to, to fight this dude and then Jones, if he's getting more money than he would for Usyk, you know, then it is what it is. That's just money fight. These are money fights, whatever. But to not fight Usyk would be some bullshit. I mean, that's just obvious. Um, we do have Matias and. Uh, Ergashev, that 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 that's a done deal set now for November fourth. So that's a good fight. And then it sounds like uh, we got a Bay Area, the home of the the Warriors. They're in Frisco. Devin Haney, Bay Area, December. I'm coming. Pause. Um, yeah. So it sounds like it's set for December ninth. Uh, at the Chase Center. Um, Sources told Coppinger that it's a pay-per-view. I remember Eddie saying he's not going to have any more pay-per-views the rest of the way, pretty much. He's not looking to make a pay-per-view fight. Now, maybe he meant for UK to zone, not Matchroom USA. I don't know. Maybe he meant Matchroom, not USA. (laughs) But that being on pay-per-view... It's a good-ass fight, um, and it being on the zone, it wasn't going to get some kind of major push anyway. 
Um, it'll be interesting to see if they really try to push it. Um, I don't know. I'm not shocked that it's on pay-per-view, but it is one of those fights where you go, damn good fight. I'm, not, I'm personally not going to complain it's on pay-per-view because I've watched enough pay-per-views in my life where I just wanted at least the main events a quality matchup. Now, as far as what it's going to do, yeah, it's going to struggle. It's going to struggle. Uh, October, sorry, September 30th, uh, Odo Wallen versus Marat Gassi. I didn't see this coming. This is uh, Salida Promotions, two of the most avoided heavyweights in the world. Put it all on the line. I don't know about all that with Gassi, but boxer versus puncher, live from Turkey. It's an interesting matchup. At least they're, you know, something's going there. Jose Ramirez, Arnold Barboza. This is a boxing scene. September 19th, first been scheduled for the ordered IBF title eliminator. So that's coming up here kind of soon. Um, we'll see if it goes here. Um, what else do we got? I think that's a, but it was October 20th with that Rodriguez or not Rodriguez, the uh, Hernandez and Foster. That's a good fight. Um, here's Fred. Now we're going to get into the boxing Twitter segment. Uh, PBC have, oh, wait. PBC have let their, this isn't Fred. This is someone below. This He quote tweeted this. P, PBC have let their guys cross the street more than anyone else this year. And Fred said, PBC has let more fighters fight on other platforms. Um than anyone else, you know, since PBC became a thing. It's almost like they care about the fighter getting paid and PBC has a deal with Showtime to provide fights. Yeah, I mean, that, that is true. This is gritty. If Arrow is overrated or never did anything, why is Bud and his fans still on a victory parade? Uh, it is not, that signif- not the significant victory most always said he didn't have. Oh, is it not? Or was he never good, flat-footed, one-dimensional, like some of you clowns say? Yeah, it is kind of funny. Um, you know, this is Vic. Shouts out to Vic. Pretty sad top rank is promoting the sham of Fury and MMA, bro. When years ago they were very critical of May Mac. Mayweather had nothing left to prove at this point at 40. Fury is still massive fights with Usyk and AJ at 35. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Um Oh, here we go. Oscar De La Hoya. Okay, so this is where it all popped off. I forgot about this. Berlanga and Munguia. Okay? Oscar De La Hoya stated that Jaime Munguia and Edgar Berlanga will not be happening next and claim Berlanga's team turned the fight down because he's not ready. He told that to Fight of TV. That's what he said. Now, this is uh, um, in response to that, Keith Eidick. Uh, talking to Keith Conley, Berlanga's manager, just told told me that um, talks with Matchroom are still ongoing for Berlanga and Munguia fight later this year. Um, you know, that's what he said. Um, wait a second. There is an article. Okay, still in discussions. Need all financial details. So that's basically what the Oscar De La Coya came out and said, I turned down the Mungia fight for Longa Till Boxing Scene. As of right now, 
I'm still in discussions with my promoter, and actually we're set to meet up in Florida soon to go over the financials to see if we can make it happen. I want to sit down with Eddie and my team, or with my with my team in person, and figure out what our side is getting and what Gold Boy, you know, Gold Boy side is getting for this fight. It's hard to make a decision until I know all the details. So anybody saying the fight isn't happening because me at this point doesn't know what they're talking about. Now that was a good bit of, you know, of course you want to know the details and all that. I think that's fair. And um, there's some clarification in there, right? And that's something I hope we do get with this other thing we're talking about. But, you know, who knows? Matchroom has now made an offer to boxer for Adam Azim to face British and Commonwealth champion Dalton Smith next. That's, that's, that's interesting. Here's Hearn. This was, this was in the summer. He said, if we can't make Berlanga Munguia, what are we doing in the sport? <laughs> that's, what, that's what Eddie said. The instructions from the zone are very clear to both sides. We don't want any other fight for Berlanga Munguia than them fighting each other next. And that's instructions of our broadcasters. That's what he said to boxing uh, with Chris Mannix podcast. We should try and make it happen. Of course, both fighters and their representatives are entitled to get the best possible deal they can get for the fight. But if we can't make Berlanga against Muglia, can't get those fighters in the fight, what are we in the sport for? I ask myself, Edgar, can you beat Munguia? He believes, yes, I can. Oh, he said, I asked myself, like, I even asked him. I believe it's a 50-50 fight. Munguia thinks he can win, blah, 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 blah. It's the kind of fight that's going to break you onto a massive star. I, that's bullshit. It's no massive star. Uh, but he said, you know, like, if Munguia fights Berlanga, I cannot see how Canelo cannot fight the winner of that fight, right? I mean, it's such a natural fight. So the question is, do you want to roll the dice? Unfortunately, boxing, trainers, and fighters, blah, blah, blah. So we'll see. We'll see what, you know, this is what he was saying, and now his fighter's saying, i got to figure out the details. So uh, this is gritty again. I can't – I ain't call I ain't call Shakur a duck when he turned down Haney only to find out he got lowballed by 25%, by the 25%. So I'm going to keep the same energy for my dog, Frank, until we find out what they got planned. I think that's fair because, like I said, if they take on Gervonta, then everybody, there's not much you can say at that point. You know what I mean? This is TBHBXG. I'm not sure what that stands for. Anyway, people defend Shakur turning down four titles using money as an excuse, but are roasting Frank for turning down one. This is why the keep the same energy conversation don't go anywhere. As for me, I'm going to cook both these dudes. Both look goofy. The whole thing does look goofy as a whole because you're like, okay, obviously something wasn't finalized and done. And you guys jumped the social media too quick. Like, I understand why Coppinger goes to social media and does sources say. I get that part, you know. This is gritty again. Wow, I missed the fight. This was the... Worse than the Roly fake stoppage, 10 seconds left. Yeah, I did think. Uh, he said these refs need some type of accountability measures put in. He definitely had a parlay riding. Yeah, that, that was a really bad stoppage. This is G-Funk Boxing. I sure hope all these new Crawford fans 
continue to support his pay-per-view fights. Where were you for his fights against Colin Porter and Avenatian? Crawford should should be mad at fans that didn't support him instead of people that made him a millionaire. Uh, this is real rolling pin. It's been a decade of top rank going public with low ball offers that sometimes they don't even send that no one would ever accept and then calling them a duck. They did it with Manny. They did it with Crawford and now they're doing it with Shakur. Yeah, I mean, that that's a good, that's a fair tweet. Um, this is Dirk. Uh, you see the bullshit that Spence had to go through to force the fight. Now ask yourself, would Aram ever go through that with a fighter? Would any other fighter ever do this shit? Aram on record saying Danny wanted too much without even talking to Danny at all. And that's not totally true, but yeah, it is. It is bullshit. Uh, like Danny wanted too much. Well, I suppose he didn't actually talk. Um, we got some numbers back from that Dallas show between Jake Paul and Nate Diaz. 16,000 sold, 1,000 comped, over 3 million at, at the gate. That's a healthy-ass gate. Really good gate there. Um, so I think that about wraps it up. I think that'll do it. Like I said, let me make sure real quick that something didn't come down the pipe. Like I said, I mean, so someone's saying, why don't you, uh, why aren't you, you know, reading all of his tweets? I hear you, man. But, I mean, I don't know, dude. It's like, okay, you know, sure, I get you. But, so you, so you want me to go read all of his tweets? I mean, I read some of his tweets. What, what do we, like, there's no fight going on. He already said he's not going to fight him. And I'm not ripping him for wanting bigger fights. Like I said, I haven't been, been I sure haven't been, oops, I haven't been the one saying, like, I get what mode he's in right now, you know? I totally get it. Totally get it. So, so I'm not, you know, I'm not ripping them. I'm not ripping them. I'm just, see, that's the thing. A lot of these folks can't handle the freaking actual truth. They say the cream always rises to the top and it looks like I'm the last man standing. I know y'all mad about it, but it's not my plan. It's God's plan. Did me dirty. Had all these people that don't know anything about boxing all trying to discredit my accomplishments. He haven't fought nobody lies, but no one wanted to, to be the so-called somebody, though. Y'all created a whole term, he on the wrong side of the street, when boxing happened. When in boxing, have you ever seen, ever heard some shit like that until I moved up? Okay, that that's bullshit right there. All these fighters were claiming to be their own bosses. Uh, he was hiding behind the term call Al. Now they talk like they can fight whoever they want. Boy, y'all some pawns. Go sit down. Now, hold on. You are a free agent now, though. You're not with top rank anymore. So that is different. And see, that's what I'm saying. I'm just being honest. Like, I'm just being honest. Like, the whole wrong side of the street. Well, why didn't he ask Tim Bradley if there was a wrong side of the street? Uh, why did Mayweather and Pacquiao not happen right away? They were on different promoters, but 
HBO. Why didn't it happen? Well, because of money. You know what I mean? Uh, but the whole thing they made up, he's on the wrong side of the street, dog. That's where you lose me. That's where you lose me. Because like I said, Pacquiao went over there. You know, Pacquiao went over there. So, you know, you, now I have seen him say stuff about, I learned my lesson. Bob screwed you over. I learned my lesson from it. And even the first negotiation to the second negotiation, he definitely learned some stuff. And I appreciate Crawford admitting, hey, I learned some stuff. Because remember, he even said out of his own mouth now, he's glad he didn't take, you know, he didn't ask that have that, remember the investors that had $50 million? Well, he even said it on record now on video in an interview saying I'm glad I didn't take that deal because they would have we're not, not going to get paid until they get their money back you know like beyond it the, the beyond part so the thing is you have to admit like I said you have to admit you didn't have to re-sign in 2018 you could have waited nobody forced you to sign the contract that's just it's on it. Like, it's an honest thing. It's true. Manny Pacquiao, we knew his shit was almost up or was up. And what did he do? He signed, he signed a, a, a deal with PBC. So he could have signed a deal with PBC and got one of those bigger fights and not had to wait a couple more years to just get the Porter fight. And like I said, the reason why they, they wanted to Spence right, right away and didn't want to fight Garcia really and I'm not. I'm talking about the people behind him, top rank, because they wanted those belts. They wanted Spence beat him, and then they, Danny Garcia, and all these guys, Porter. They would have to come to him then, and them, top rank. So it, it, it's pretty basic, dude. They would do the same fucking thing. They would. They would collect all the belts if they had Spence. They would have collect all the belts. And then fought, you know, the big one. To me, it's they wanted, they felt that they had a guy that could beat Spence, beat him, and then they, you know, that would raise his profile. Look at how, how much higher his profile is now. So, but to only blame that as if you had nothing, and that's what I'm saying. You're playing victim now when you didn't have to resign. It's true. I know Crawford fans don't, you know, fanboys, because I'm a Crawford fan as I am a Spence and blah, blah, blah. But he didn't have to re-sign. You can never lose touch of that. And not only that, but they act like they're getting negotiation for Spence and Thurman when it was on ESPN. Like, that was going to be an easy negotiation. When you hear top rank, when you're Bob Arum, talk about that fight, how it had to be 50-50. I mean, because we got ESPN+. Plus. It's just a automatic pay-per-view revenue maker, you know? I mean, these are the type of stuff he was saying. In order for this fight to sell, we need the ESPN Plus. And and shit, even Crawford himself said it's not a 50-50 fight on the A side. Are you so? At that time, a few years ago, it wasn't even a big enough fight to do a split pay per view yet. It really wasn't. You know, I mean, to be fair, a lot of people, you know, would try to say, well, they did it with uh, they did it with you know, it's the same thing is Wilder and Fury, but like I said, that's just the motion saying that. Well, they did that. It's the same thing. It's not the same fucking thing. 
They had already fought and had a successful pay-per-view with a lot of drama that built up a lot of interest because Fury was winning the fight. He got dropped. He went back, got up, started winning the fight again. It looked like he got knocked out. There was a lot of shit to talk about. People were pumped about the fight. It did over 300,000 buys. It was successful. It had nothing to do with top rank and PBC. It only had to do with, uh, as far as in America, PBC and Showtime. And they did a deal to, to, for BT Sport to have it over there. And, but they didn't do – it wasn't an ESPN. It wasn't the same thing. And not only that, but people forget. The reason why they, they, the reason why it was easier to make is because they already fought and they already negotiated the rematch. Tyson Fury himself had the contract in front of him. He said for like a week, decided to take the top rank deal. And then they revisited it and had the rematch ultimately. ultimately. But that's not the same fucking – when you've already negotiated the fight, what do they need to negotiate? Okay, um, the rematch for the second one, there's a rematch clause, and the winner gets 60-40. So Fury, top rank ESPN side compared to the Fox Wilder PBC side, they would get 60-40, whoever won it. And obviously Fury won the second fight. So that's really the biggest negotiation in what, when it's, when it's going to take place. They both had two fights between, and then they fought. So to act like it's the same fucking thing is just ridiculous, dude. It's just ridiculous. They already negotiated the second fight when top rank had nothing to do with it. So, yeah, it's much easier to, because it's been negotiated, and they already fought once. It's, it's different than that. Remember, look how – and look how stubborn and, – and don't get me wrong. Stubbornness has a lot to do with why these guys are where they are in gals, right? But, I mean, they had a flip a coin to see who was going to walk out first and who was going to walk out last. If – Clearly, Spence at that time was the A-side. And it was a tough negotiation. Obviously. Look at all the shit he had to put up with, dude. I mean, to, to act like now you add Bob Arum and a whole different entity into that negotiation that was that tough? Come on. Don't act like that was going to be an easy negotiation. Like, they just a... a you know, all they have to do is sign the contract. That's just bullshit, dude. And that's what the fanboy stuff. It's just like, just shut the fuck up. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. You're a fanboy making fun of other fanboys. But, you know, the shit's funny, though. You know what I mean? It, so, I don't know, dude. It just, I don't know. It is what it is. Sorry, I just had to go on a rant. Like I said, I'm not the person who's going to um, rip Crawford for not fighting uh, Boots or Thurman or Garcia. I understand why he's talking about a Charlo or a Canelo or even a Gervonta fight. I also understand some of the fans that are like, wait a second, you're not going to fight any 147 pounders? You're only going to fight Gervonta coming up? I get it, but that's what happens, dude. That once you hit a spot, he's only got a few fights left, dude. It may be only two. You never know. So he's going to cash in. He's in a different 
stratosphere now, so that's what happens. It happens to all the fucking fighters, dude. It just does. And you can look at Canelo's resume. Shit, Canelo's, how long has Canelo been fighting? Now, Canelo has, like, some of the Danny Garcia vibe where he'll fight a fight or two where you're like, eh, and then he'll fight a big fight and a this. And that, you know what I mean? So it's back and forth. It's not all just a run of just awesome fighters. It's back and forth. I mean, he fought Yuldrum, for Christ's sakes. But he's got a hell of a resume. I'm not ripping him. I'm just saying he gets away with that because he's Canelo, and that's how the business goes. So if you're mad at Terrence Crawford for wanting the tank fight, I don't know what to tell you, dude. I don't know what to tell you, man. If you're mad for him to not fight boots or whatever, but the whole play the victim part of Terrence Crawford in this scenario about we offered you guys stuff, you turned it down, that's bullshit. That's he said, she said. We don't know the details and all that on the on the Keith Thurman side. We do, however, know publicly because the person that called from top rank, the person that, that called Danny's dad came out and said it. Do the research. Do your Googles, dude. They lowballed him because Amir Khan got more than Danny Garcia and they were fighting in New York City. We know. Anyway, I'm sick of it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm good. Um, like I said, I, you can have two different thoughts at one time. You know what I mean? I think that's where you're either on this side or you're on that side. Nah, dude, I'm on. Let's look at all any kind of fact that we have and break it down. And don't go emotional on it. Once again, RIP, like Stafford. That he just gone way too early, um, you know. We'll see. Um, yeah, we'll be back next week. Um, for those wondering, I just did a quicker show tonight. John will be joining us, I believe, next week. He went out of town because he's in Jersey. He went down to the shore because the weather got nice. Got to do what you got to do. Last week I had to jump out of town real quick for a day uh, for similar reasons. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Anyway, I'm going to get out of here. Like I said, hopefully we just get some good TV fights. And then the, the, the last two weekends, wait a second, there is only two weeks left, right? Yeah, 23rd and 30th, we got plenty of action on those. So um, looking forward to it. Anyway, uh, I'm going to get out of here. Like I said, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the fights. Let's hope shit pops off. I'm out. Peace. When you become the world champion, I believe that you feel you have the upper hand. So now, when, as you fight, let's say you fight for five years of straight survival, of bullshit, of the whole bag, and when you become a world champion, like, you know what, that made it. That will show you it's this. So I'm going to get any, every dollar worth uh, of, of, of what I deserve. Why?